Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, it's Meredith Rucker, Director of Program Development for Bridges, writer, yoga instructor, and Memphis Business Journal 2021 Top 40 Under 40 Honoree. And I'm hanging with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, it's your girl Candace Rice, aka Pimp Fry Rice from MTV's Floor Bama Shore, and I am on Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Right Height Corporation is having a drive through career fair Tuesday, May 25th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Right Height is located at 601 Expressway Drive in Horn Lake, Mississippi. Open positions include welders, assemblers, painters, and forklift operators. Please bring copies of your resume for on-the-spot interviews. On-the-spot welding tests for welders, so please bring welding hood and safety glasses. For more information, contact Shayna Dosher, that's L-D-O-C-H-E-R at rightheight.com or call 662-548-2628 or 662-622-2454. Jason J. Anderson hails from City of Smiles, Grenada, Mississippi. At a young age, Jay had an affinity for science, music, and business. In May of 2005, only five days removed from high school, Jay Anderson became the youngest African-American human resource representative for Linux International Incorporated. Over the next 13 years, Jay Anderson would move up the ranks within Linux, working in the fields of production management, purchasing, accounting, safety, and operations, eventually becoming the quality engineering leader for the ADP division of Linux International. Mr. Anderson also has two private businesses and one nonprofit, Anderson Lockridge Property Group, a LLC focused around real estate investment, Check Conversations LLC, encompassing financial literacy, and the Class Acts 501c3. Jason is a Hall of Fame graduate of Grenada High School, a 2009 graduate of Delta State University, and is currently attaining his MBA in finance from the University of Memphis Fogelman School of Business and Economics. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You know, I speak to a lot of the movers and shakers out here in the Mid-South region. You know, sometimes we, we get exclusive to Memphis, but we reach out even further. All right, today I have with me a financial literacy and community advocate. He is an 
an entrepreneur. He has private businesses, nonprofits. Um, he has a series called Check Conversations, The Class Act. He has a lot going on and he knows all about the financial world, trading. You know, a lot of us are talking about this cryptocurrency and I am absolutely fascinated with me. I have today with me, Mr. Jason, we call him J2 Anderson. How are you, Jay? I'm doing well, how you doing, Ina? I am wonderful, thank you so much for joining me today. How you doing on this Friday? Let's start there. You know what, I can't complain if I did, nobody wants to listen to it anyway, so. True. Uh, just try not to. So I'm, I'm blessed again. Just uh, just finished my last grad school course of the semester. Awesome. So uh, just trying to get a little break before uh, we get back to work. So yes, and you're a very busy guy. Like you are balancing a lot, and it looks like you've been doing that for a very long time. So we're gonna start at the beginning. Where are you originally from, Jason? Sure, I'm originally from. Uh, oh, actually, I. I a small town, and, and I was born in Greenwood, Mississippi, and grew up in Grenada, Mississippi. So wow. I've been a Mississippi man for, for a long time. Yes. Tell me about growing up in, is that, that's considered the Delta? You know what? Greenwood is, it's close enough where people always call Grenada the Delta anyway. Okay. So we'll, okay. we'll loop it in. Okay, gotcha. How was it growing up in Greenwood and Grenada? You know what, Grenada's, uh, it's called a city that smiles. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's got a dynamic history. Um, you had a lot of civil rights history here in uh, Grenada, Mississippi. Uh, you got a lot of uh, um, a history of black entrepreneurship as well. Um, but you also have a lot of challenges uh, with, with opportunities. And uh, we, we, you see that in smaller rural, more rural communities and, uh, just happy to see Grenada start to grow um, a yeah. little bit more yeah. and uh, optimistic about the future for them. Yes. Wow. Now, are you an only child? Do you have siblings? No, I'm actually the oldest. Um, You're the oldest. Okay. I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be the oldest. So I have a younger brother who is uh, about two years younger, but about three inches taller. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, give me, give me a little bit better height. I'm just six feet. I want to okay. give me a little bit more height. Okay. I have a little sister who came uh, 12 years younger, and she dressed, just graduated from uh, Delta State University, uh, and very proud of her and looking forward to uh, what she's going to do in grad school. Yes, awesome. Now, let's go back to your formative years when you were out there in Grenada growing up. What was a younger Jason into what did you like to do what were you involved in in middle school high school what did you have your eyes set on well i mean what i was involved in was music and sports right okay it really wasn't business at that time frame mm -hmm. um but i grew up watching my great grandfather um he didn't have uh, a high school education he had a first grade education but we always spent uh weekends in greenwood with him right and uh, he passed at 103 years old, but wow. but he lived throughout to, for me to get grown. And, and throughout my formative years, I always saw him sell. He had a store out of his house. He would sell cakes, candies, and he was great at math. Mm. So for me, music, uh, my mom being uh, like singing in churches and stuff, and, and me growing up as a Koja kid, I love uh, music. 
Uh, I love sports. My dad had me playing sports at uh, probably the age of five and six and played them throughout high school. Uh, my great grandfather was great at sports as well at baseball. And, uh, and so uh, I, I just really enjoyed those aspects. Um, science was also a, a big thing in my family. Okay. Um, my dad tried to expose and my parents tried to expose me to as much as possible. And I, I think that really um, gave me a, a broader perspective on life. So yeah. uh, as a kid, I remember um, going to international science fairs at like before I was in kindergarten. Wow. And so when I got in kindergarten, it was natural for me to say, hey, I want to do science projects. And um, so music, uh, sports, and then science kind of guided me through uh, my formative years and uh, kind of led to me winning some uh, international awards in, in all of those, um, wow. in music, in science. Um, and uh, it was, it was well, not sports, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully Grenada pulls off some championships in the future. Yes. Now, Jay, when you say music, are you a singer or do you play an instrument? Or tell me about that with music, because I love music. Absolutely. So definitely, uh, I'm not a world-class singer, right? Okay. So okay. I did enjoy singing in church, but no, I would not be cutting any albums. Uh, I, I hear a little tenor in that voice or something. I, I, I can sing a little bit, uh, okay. but man, you don't put me on the spot like this now. Hold okay. on. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I ain't going to put gonna, you on the spot on verbally. Right. You, I'm going to viral. Your show really take off for this. <laughs> Now, I do have a food song that people laugh at. I'd be singing, and I'll be singing for real. When I eat, I'll be like, thank you for the food, Lord. Thank you. Okay. Ah, there you the go. The food, the food. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> oh, okay, goodness. I hear it. I hear. I can uh, hear. Uh, uh, uh. No, I can hear it, Jason. I can hear it. it. That's, that's, that's us playing with the food. We love to eat. Okay. Uh, I, I heard that uh, choir boy up in you. I hear it. I hear okay. it. Yes. Okay, Jason. But, so let me ask you this. Okay. Once you uh, graduated high school, what high school did you attend? Uh, Grenada High. Grenada High. Once you graduated, what happened in your world? Well, I had options. I really wanted to go to Duke and then... Um, um, my mom got sick, right? And my sister was really young and my dad was working on his PhD at the time. Uh, so I made a decision to stay close, to get the most money I could and stay close. So, um, cause I didn't know what was going on and, uh, and it wasn't told to me what was going on. So um, I went to Delta State University and, uh, and I made some great friendships there and uh, it was, it's very interesting going to a small PWI, mm -hmm. uh, but I was able to make some great business connections, right? And so a lot of people who haven't heard of Delta State University, it's an amazing business school, education school, and school for music, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was perfect because I love all those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's actually an international business symposium um, so I got to meet the CEO of um, UPS. He graduated from uh, Delta State. I got to fly on a plane with the, um, I think he was the GM or VP, Myron Gray from Atlanta. Um, and so my, my professors really put me in a great position 
to succeed um, because I just form relationships with them. And, and, and that's when I, I really learned that it's not just about what you know, it's really about who you're intentionally forming connections with. So mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed my time. Yes. And, and you majored in business, correct? I did. I majored in marketing of all things and uh, somehow uh, became a, a quality engineering manager of, of multiple business units. So wow, uh, that's interesting. Yes, very. Now, just looking at your bio, I see that, you know, your experience in the corporate world is multifaceted. So mm-hmm. once you graduated from Delta State University, tell me about your experience uh, with getting into the corporate world and some of the accomplishments that you've had. Well, the corporate world was was a challenge. I'm, I'm going to say this to be honest. At first, um, I got into, uh, I started working for Linux International at 18, uh, right out of high school. And I listened to my, my father. Uh, I went to an interview. They called me and said, hey, uh, when other people did senior skip day, I didn't do senior skip day. I went and spoke to uh, a group of uh, um, adults about, uh, what is it, uh, Fellowship for Christian Athletes. And so by me um, sacrificing that time, um, the HR manager for a division of Linux was there and said, hey, I want you to come interview, right? And so his intention was for me to actually be just working manufacturing and production with the rest of employees and, and just to uh, have a, a work experience, right? Mm-hmm. But this is why I always uh, believe in being respectful, being obedient um, to those that have authority over you. Um, my dad was like, no, don't go like as a regular interview, dress up, like wear your suit. So I wore my suit and uh, the HR director who is now retired and is one of my mentors, uh, Joe Trevino, uh, Joseph Trevino, he said, I was going to put you on the floor, but because you came so prepared, I'm going to put you in the office with me. Boom. And, um, and so I started off my career in HR with no HR experience um, and the only black person working in any kind of management position that I knew of throughout Linux at that time, uh, specifically within that ADP branch, there was no one. So it was a uh, it was a journey being the only person of color in that uh, in that space. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So, you know, I'm hearing you say mentor and I'm sure um, across your corporate life, you've had plenty of mentors, not only in the corporate world, but I'm sure outside. Tell me about how important mentorship is to you and why is it so important to have one? Uh, it's, it's important because somebody's already been or someone is where most of us are trying to go or someone's in the same space that we're trying to enter. And so it's hard. I, I, try, I was talking to a young lady this week who has an amazing idea. And, uh, but I'm like, it's going to be hard for you to achieve that idea without building partnerships. And um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to go fast, like there's a saying, if you want to go fast, you go alone. Right. But if you want to go far, then you go with people. So it's, it's, I can't stress how important it is to have mentors in the space that you're trying to get to, uh, or to look for those. And, and this social, in, in this social media age, it's easy to find them. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's been life-changing for me and it, it still is important. I still seek out people in those spaces that I'm trying to get into. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, you know, I know that during your corporate um, journey, which you are still in, um, you have made the leap to start your own businesses, plural businesses. So how did that happen? And how do you balance the two? Because you got a lot going on, Jason. Tell me about that leap and how do you balance? Well, it really wasn't a huge leap for me because I try to only do things that I enjoy, right? And so I, I had to ask myself, I said, I'm working in this corporate space and I love um, being a mentor and, and helping people and guiding people and leading teams and process improvement. But do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? And so for me, I said, well, what do you want to do? So it wasn't hard to start a business. It was just that time to take to educate myself on the businesses I wanted to start and then forming connections to really get into those spaces. Um, Now, is it hard to balance? Yeah, sometimes it is, but I say, but I put that on myself because I can always scale back what I do, but I choose not to because I don't like, I don't like idle time. Mm. Um, And so at some point, I hope to get to a space where I can allow myself to, to get some rest and to actually appreciate things a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a challenge. This, this balance is a, it's a dance. Every day is a dance. Um, so I definitely have outlook over here and I look at it constantly. I have the link to my phone. Um, I have teams. Um, I try to schedule downtime where no one interrupts. Um, but it's uh, I'd be lying if I said it was easy. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Jason. Um, do you think there'll be a point where you're going to leave that corporate side alone and go full entrepreneur? Is that is that in the, you know, down the line in your short or long term goals? Um, I, I will say this. Uh, absolutely. I plan on retiring early. Yeah. Um, and so I, I plan on actually retiring early and doing what I what I enjoy. So yes, I would say it is um, in my plans. Um, I would say that my corporation understand that I currently work for. They understand that I have uh, other businesses, and they understood that when I came in. Gotcha. Um, and you you'll be, you know, like I think the interesting thing is is the further you go up in management, the more you'll figure out that people that work at high levels, they also have other businesses as well. So I've seen executives that own farms, that own restaurants, that have their own side businesses, and they actually respect you more because you understand the value of your time, the value of money. And and again, you have a value on yourself that's a little bit a little bit higher than the average person because they're like, well, the average person is dependent on me. And so whatever I say, they really got to take it, <laughs> to be honest. Right. But you have, when you have other means of cash flow and other streams of income, they're like, well, you know what? Maybe I can't push this person as hard because they, nece- they don't necessarily have to do this. They're doing this because they actually enjoy and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, love, uh, I love having that balance. And um, 
I, I love uh, uh, hopefully being able to retire one day. And I'm not going to say yeah. when that day is because I... I believe you. I believe it'll be soon. I believe it'll be soon. I, I can already tell. And would you say that the foundation that you have in corporate management has prepared you for being an entrepreneur? I agree. Yes. I do. You get you get certain fundamentals and you get certain uh, certain pressures uh, that that force you to grow. And so they either force you to grow or fold. And so that's that's what I encourage other young and older uh, business people or entrepreneurs in any sector is don't fold under pressure. Yeah. Uh, go through those 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 pain points, those pressure points. Because there's a saying that's absolutely true. The job doesn't get easier. Your ability to handle what's coming just gets easier. And so you're, you're able to say, okay, cool. I see this coming. I can react quicker. I can manage it quicker. I can adapt quicker. I know what to do. I know what to say. I know how to maneuver. That's going to be effective for my company. But every time that you fold, you never allow yourself to grow because you never you never learn how to deal with that situation so that you, you're, you're capping yourself, right? And we don't want to cap ourselves because that's not God's intent for our lives. I mean, okay. he wants us to be as, as great as we want to be. Uh, he wants us to prosper even as our soul prospers. So, uh, no, go through those pressure points. Yes, indeed. Now, let's talk about check conversations. Tell me all about check conversations how was it formed and what is the goal okay so actually um, when i started check conversations I, I said i didn't want to get into the podcast realm because i couldn't do it as consistently as i want i knew my time my schedule i said okay i can't do this every week i said but maybe i can do something once a month or on a, on a cadence basis where i talk to someone in a particular space that's done well in the business realm and I say, okay, great. I would have a conversation on them, uh, with them about, again, currency. Um, saying, hey, how did you get into this space? Kind of like you're doing right now. How did you make your, um, um, basically, I, we ask these same questions on my check conversations uh, clubhouse. We say, what's your first check? What's your current check? And uh, tell us about how you got to where you are. And so that's how it started. I said, I wanted to have conversations that are just as good as currency. Because anytime we sit down with someone who's in a particular space that they've done well in regarding business, even if we're not in that same space, we can pick up something from them that can help us in the space that we're in or where we're going. So uh, I wanted to have conversations that were just as good as currency to begin with. And then it kind of morphed. I was doing a, a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions throughout COVID, teaching people about the stock market. And it got to a point where I said, I can't keep doing this one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And I've got a huge backlog. So I said, you know what? Mississippi has the lowest median income in the United States for families, right? I think, and I think the average black family in uh, Mississippi makes around $20,000, $22,000 a year as a family unit. Right. And so even though we have low cost of living, that's not, that's not good. So I said, there's, there's so much that isn't taught to us about uh, financial sectors, about investing, where, where we can literally retire in 20 years off a low amount of money with compound interest. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do one-on-one -on -one sessions anymore. 
uh, I'm going to start Check Conversations LLC, and I'm going to teach a group of subscribers about how to invest, right? And so uh, I did, and it's been the greatest experience ever. Uh, I have so many success stories, and uh, I think I posted one uh, maybe two weeks ago where a young man, he's in the military, uh, uh, Corlius Moss, he... Based off of what he learned from me, he went up 103% on his investments in one month. Um, you can look up this lady. Her name is uh, Karen Arrington. She's a global ambassador for the U.S. Uh, and she started Miss Black USA. Okay. And uh, I taught her about investing. And she just messaged me last week. Uh, she's at Karen Arrington on Instagram saying, thank you so much. Uh, I think she made, well, she would have made a lot more, but she's up 50% on her portfolio and I uh, got her into Deutsche Corn early. Mm. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's paid off for her. She's got a lot more money than me, so she's been blessed. And, uh, and for me, though, it's really about those families that uh, may not have jobs or that have low income and saying, hey, you know what? You got... Let me, let me bring resources in that'll teach you about budgeting, number one, so that you know that your money isn't thrown away. Uh, so I work with Brian Thomas at Brian Thomas Speaks. Definitely need to have him on the show. Amazing man. Um, and he really teaches people and has a format out of Chicago on how to set your budget as a family or as a person and get rid of waste. Uh, he saved uh, one family, I don't want to name their names, over $20,000 a year in their budget. And then that allows them to have more money to invest. And so from there, we teach them, again, off $100 a month for 20 years, you could have easily over half a million dollars with certain stocks. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, it's just really interesting. I can go on, but I'm not going to keep going. But just to see families actually save money, but also grow their portfolios and say, okay, you know what? I can make as much saving money and in, in investing as my annual salary. It's a, it's a blessing. Indeed. And you know what I would say, uh, personally, um, COVID has allowed me to put more attention on my finances, improving my credit, getting into trading. You mentioned Dogecoin, like, that is all the craze right now. <laughs> you know, it, it's up right now, but it, it can go down. Uh, you know, a lot of people are looking and investing in these cryptocurrencies. And I know with your check conversations, you are definitely educating everyone about the financial world. Now, you do this monthly. When is the next check conversations, Jason? So I have check conversations for my subscribers every week. So okay. definitely check out the uh, site. I tried to make sure that it's the cheapest format out there. And uh, it's funny, everybody listens to Wall Street Trapper and watches him now. But uh, I was working with an individual that knows him. And I was like, yeah, his price is a little high. And uh, I said, I'm going to come in low. And uh, it's funny that he changed his prices right before I came out. But mine, uh -oh. again, is still, still <laughs> lower. And uh, I love him. I love the work that he does. Um, big student of everyone and big fan of everyone that teaches financial uh, literacy and education. Um, and so uh, definitely, if you subscribe, every week we have sessions. So I have a session this Saturday morning. Um, and 
8.30 a.m. and it's an introductory course for, um, for those just getting started in the stock markets. Okay. Uh, specifically for my new subscribers. Um, but since I'm doing this show, I'll probably open it up uh, for, for anyone. I usually, I try to do one free session a month. Um, and so since I'm doing this show, I'll make this that session. All right. And, and they can subscribe where, Jason? Let them know. At checkconversations.com. Uh, it's only $30 a month. So, but what you'll learn about again is how to invest in the stock market on your own, right? Yes. You'll learn about brokers. You'll learn about clearing houses. You'll learn about fundamental analysis. You'll learn about technicals. Um, and then you'll learn about crypto. But also, for me, I still try to merge in things outside of the, the, the normal financial markets like budgeting. So I'll bring in budgeting coaches. Or, and what I do is uh, when I first, uh, I first welcome on or when we do onboarding for a new subscriber, we also figure out what businesses they want to get in. And so I'm not a business guru, but what we'll do is we'll say, okay, if you want to get in trucking, well, I got a friend that owns three trucking companies. Let me connect you with him and have him talk to you and, and kind of give you some advice and guidance. Boom. Oh, you want to get into real estate? Well, I got multiple real estate agents and a broker within our within our community, within our family. So let me connect you with one of the subscribers that does that. Mm-hmm. All right. And so that's that's what we try to do is we try to say, let, let's focus on you as a person and all of your dreams and not just the stock market. Because honestly, um, once you get the fundamentals and technicals outside of the family, you really don't need to be around that much. Yeah. But if we we develop you as a person and we mold each other as a team, then there's so much more we can do outside of just the stock market. Yeah. And that's where I see the future heading for Check Conversations is a family that says, you know what, we're all making money. Now, there are other projects that we can do because we develop this bond, this trust, and we're building each other. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to that. Yes. And I love the fact that you are actually, you know, giving back to people all of this good knowledge about, you know, just financials in general. Because a lot of people don't know, you know, they don't know. And I'm so glad to see that people are now trying to seek this knowledge. So I I applaud you for that, Jason. Um, Now, let me ask you this. When you are no longer here, Jason, how do you want to be remembered? I just want to be remembered as someone that actually cared and gave back and said, you know what? I didn't get to a space and have funds and just live my own life. I carry people with me and hopefully those people take those lessons and carry other people's with them, other people with them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, some people uh, may say, I may not be able to preach by Paul, like Paul, but maybe I can teach a Paul and someone's going to be greater than me. And um, that's, that's been my philosophy throughout my whole life is that um, I would get, get into certain organizations growing up and I would actually start some in high school and say, you know what, I've gotten to a certain point, let me teach someone else so that they can carry this organization on after I'm gone because it does no good for me to get all the glory, but the work doesn't continue. And so the work for 
specifically African-Americans, is building generational wealth, right? Because that freedom from generational wealth does something that, that, that frees people mentally from a lot of stress. Um, and stress is, is a major factor to a lot of illness, um, but also a lot of, a lot of turmoil within uh, our families. Yes. Uh, so we look for things that make us feel good, like clothing and jewelry and a lot of things. But we, we're trying to find something that that's already within us, and that's that self-value and self-worth. And I think the, the further we get into generational wealth, uh, yes, we're going to have more of those things or, or access to those things, but they won't define us. We'll understand that, hey, you know what? We're, we're inventors. Uh, and I think COVID is showing us that. I see that everywhere. We're inventors, we're creators, we're businessmen and women, uh, we're entrepreneurs. Um, and not only that, we're, we're making our next generation rich and their generation after them rich. And we're teaching them tools to where no one's ever going to be wondering, oh, well, how am I going to pay my next uh, bill if I lose my job? Right. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about leaving this world. <laughs> Right. Uh, but I won't be mad either because I think uh, I've done what, or I'm, I'm in the space that God wants me to be in. Amen. I, I believe you are too, Jason. And um, you have a brunch coming up, correct? Tell me about the brunch, the date and time and location. How can everyone check you out, Jason? Yeah. So for those that really just like to celebrate life, so those that really want to party and learn at the same time, you know, we gotta, you gotta mix and mingle. You can't just be like work all the time, right? So uh, definitely uh, we're having, uh, this is the second event that we're calling the invitation. So we had one in December, but we couldn't make it large because of COVID, right? So we had social distancing. We had a group of maybe about 15 uh, friends and young entrepreneurs. Uh, uh, some such as uh, Tony Smith, uh, who has socialpreneurs, uh, a large group within, uh, within the city of Memphis. Uh, we had Marquita Davis from the city of Jackson, Mississippi, who works for Jackson State University. We had a, a great group. We had Daryl Lewis, uh, someone that's one generation up, that's over the Realtors Association for the city of Memphis. Um, we got all these, uh, these, these different uh, young professionals and seasoned professionals together for dinner. Mm -hmm. And um, we just talked about how do we build our communities, but also how do we edify each other uh, in the business realm, right? And so uh, what I decided when I started uh, to grow Check Conversations was that we're going to try to do something at least twice a year, if not every quarter. So now that people have their COVID vaccinations, I got my vaccination. Uh, if you didn't, it's okay. I'm not judging <laughs> out there. But um, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to have a larger event. It's called the Invitation, but it's called the Art of Excellence, right? And it's called the Art of Excellence because it's going to be at the Brooks Museum of Art. Um, so we're going to have a DJ, all right? We're going to have uh, a brunch, of course, uh, that's provided by um, a guy that was actually on Iron Shelf out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, can't think of his name right now, but it'll be on the flyer. You can check me out on Instagram at Hardwork Approved. Uh, we're going to have uh, music by DJ King. And uh, if you're, you're in the city and you know him, then you know that he brings out a lot of people. 
uh, and he's also an amazing uh, millennial talent, a generational talent as DJing. But we're also, again, we're going to have keynote speakers that are actually going to talk for small periods of time about certain industries, right? Right. So it's almost like a brunch and learn. Uh, you're going to be able to party, you're going to be able to dance, but then there's a section where we're definitely going to stop and say, hey, look, let's go out here and learn about these different sectors. Let's learn about trucking. Let's learn about real estate. All right. Let's learn about uh, maybe merchandising. Um, let's learn about these key elements and take something away that's going to help us grow outside of just having drinks or having food. Right. Um, and so I'm really, really excited about that. And it's semi-formal. It's an opportunity to get dressed up. Yeah. Uh, that's a must. Um, but we just launched the event right last night. Uh, we have done no promotions and we already have over a dozen tickets sold. So I'm not sure what's okay. going on. Yeah. So, Look, these people ready to get out and party, don't play. And learn. And learn, Jason. And learn. Keyword, they ready to get out and party. <laughs> Wow. So, you know what? I know you're going to have a successful event. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm talking about, you know, learning the finance game will build generational wealth, right? And you are definitely blazing trails in that area. Thank you so much, Jason. I have enjoyed your journey today. And I know everything that you touch will turn into gold. Thank you so much, Jason Anderson. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Blessings to everyone out there. And uh, for those who uh, join Check Conversations, we'll see you Saturday. Um, and for those coming out to the brunch, we're excited. Um, please go check us out on Eventbrite, or I'm going to have the link at Ad Hard Work Approved. And uh, you know your ticket's already on the house, so we'll see you next Saturday. Hey, thank you so much, Jason. You are indeed verbally effective. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it.